Welcome to Pitch Session. That's Pitch with a P. I'm Kirsten. I'm Andrew. Hi, Kirsten. How are you? I'm just great. How are you today, Andrew? We, we had a song. We did have a song, courtesy of our mystery person. We will be well, forever she, in, their, in their debt. In their debt mystery. There. Yes. She's very, or very <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> he or she is very mysterious. Very mysterious. No matter which, no matter which coast he or she lives on. That's right, and we're so grateful to them for coming through and bringing up the production quality of this little enterprise. We also have two microphones now. I know. This is. I like just a can't real- wait to. I can't wait to hear what we sound like. Well, that'll make one of us. I won't be listening. You don't listen. No, because I know I'll- what we say when we say it. I can't help myself. That's the name of a song. Okay, so we we have a new poll, um, and it's a pretty boring poll. Uh, very little in changes from last week. The top three are completely unchanged: Iowa, North Carolina, and Northwestern. Uh, two a team moving up a spot. Your Louisville Cardinals are fourth, uh, followed by Maryland. We had one team say bye bye. The Princeton Tigers are. No longer ranked, and they were replaced at number 20 by the Pretty Good Danes of Albany. And I watched their their game this weekend against Cornell, and I would say they're trending as close to the Great Danes as they have been so far this season. It was a pretty good game. Pretty good game for the Pretty Good Danes? They went to shootouts. Um, against Cornell? Against medium, Cornell. medium-sized red? This maybe the the small red this past weekend um, went to shootouts and I was very invested for regulation. Things got a little bit. Um, I got a little Maybe. bored in the second uh, overtime, and then it came full circle in the shootout. Um, are you so are you game. not a fan of the seven v seven? I love the seven v seven because it adds some excitement, and we made it. I think. It's just exhausting. And if you don't have a good rolling substitution plan, it just slows down and you're just, you can only watch the ball like break away and then trudge back so many well, times. Can I tell you my solution to, to 7v7? I would love to hear it. Now, this would be for the second overtime only. Okay. Two balls. <laughs> first one to go in wins. Yeah. First one to go in wins. Do you get possession of both of them and do a double attack? Or do you just or hold on to one and, you and hang on? in the I mean, corner? The strategy is unlimited. I, okay, well, hear me out. This is this is what I think. Second overtime, every minute that goes by, you drop Pull a player. someone off, yeah, and eventually yeah. one versus one. It's yes. the two goalies at midfield in a feats of strength. One pins the other. The match is not over until that happens. Well, it can't be the feats of strength because outside of the circle, they cannot use their feet. That's such a great point. <laughs> That's such so, a point. I will just say that I think some excitement needed to be injected into the second overtime in the Albany-Cornell game, but Albany came out on top. Um, and maybe we'll talk a little about it a little bit later, but I think a big 
game changer. The way that Albany or Cornell can kind of rise to the occasion is their center back, Caroline Ramsey. She's got like a 30 plus yard overhead that she can actually sort of like pinpoint and get to a person. And she's got a drag flick that is, I scored both of their goals. So that that's going to, that's their big game changer. And then Albany had more of a team effort and it was, it was a good game. Do you think that we just spent more time discussing Albany versus Cornell than anyone at Albany or Cornell did? (laughs) No, no way. They broke that game down a lot. Or maybe they're ready to just put it to bed and move on. Which maybe we should do. Yeah, I absolutely think that's what else happened this past weekend, Kira. Um, So we had a couple upsets. Are we, are we, what are we calling this little segment, Andrew? Shoots and ladders, Kirsten. Who went up and who went down? Although, I guess it would be who went down and who went up if it's shoots and and ladders. Shoots and ladders. There's no candy land. It's just shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. And I'm not going to lie. I got these confused. So we're going to, I'm going to try and keep it straight. So ladders are up. Let's do ladders. Ladders. Climbing. We got Rutgers. They beat Princeton. Um, two to one double overtime. I now, are you are you a donor at Rutgers or is it just <laughs> I'll never tell. Okay. Um, why do you think I talk about Rutgers too much? You just seem like a big fan of the Scarlet Knights. I exactly. like their brand of hockey. Mostly I like New Jersey's brand of hockey. It's a little bit, you know, rough unstable. and tumble. <laughs> Well, unstable. Like you don't know what to expect. Yeah. But I guess Princeton is also from New Jersey. So, yeah, but they're from the more, Princeton's the more refined part of New Jersey. That's right. Rutgers like when you is go the to rough Princeton, and tumble. When you go to Princeton, it doesn't feel like New Jersey. No, it does not. I was there once. I was at a wedding at a conference center. I feel like Rutgers feels like Atlantic City. You know, yeah. maybe Ocean I like City. Atlantic City. But it's a little bit like you're a little wary. Well, I'm keeping an eye out. So anyhow, what what happened with uh, with with, uh, your Rutgers Scarlet Knights? So they beat Princeton 2-1 in double overtime. But the big factor that I think played in the win, although, okay, so Princeton's goalkeeper was injured in, I believe, the fourth quarter in a pretty significant way. It delayed the game by many minutes. I mean, I think like a half hour, 20 minutes. Um, so they actually took her off the field, warmed up a new keeper, brought her in. Princeton's backup keeper played very well, but I think it probably had an effect on the game. Um, not to take away from the fact that Rutgers went hard, played well, um, but I felt but like... you know, playing hard and playing well is not enough. You have to win the game. And they did win the game. Rutgers played... They, they won the game. Um, so it was an exciting match, and I will say... My takeaway from this week in this game and a couple of the other ones I watched is newsflash. The team who dribbles the least wins the most. Everybody, every game I'm watching is like, if somebody just is holding the ball for too long and takes on all this pressure, it just breaks the game down so much. And teams that can just move the ball and keep it, keep it going across the field and just keep possession, but also just like move it quickly before the defense can get set up is they're the ones that are doing the best. So I'm not sure if they're like conversions great, but it at least looks really good. It looks like they're in control of the play. And that was kind of my big takeaway from watching a lot of hockey this the weekend. The that dribbles the least wins the most. Yes. True in both field hockey and parenting infants. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, you and I don't really have a lot of experience in that regard, but I'll believe you. 
Yeah, I've, I've seen it from a distance. Um, my other ladder would be that Duke, your Duke Blue Devils, took down the Liberty Flames this weekend, two to one in overtime. That, would you say they're flaming hot? The Duke Blue Devils are flaming the hot. De- they're the biggest mover in the poll this week, up four spots into the top 10 at number nine. I think they deserve it. They're flaming hot Cheetos. And here's what's interesting to me is that was Liberty's fourth overtime game in this season, which has, I believe, six games in it. Um, So you'd think that after four overtimes, Liberty was kind would be sort of used to the. um, Well, maybe they've been practicing the two ball method and it wasn't used and it threw them off. Really threw them off. I could see that being a possibility. Or maybe being off of their home turf and on the uh, turf of the Blue Devils rattled them a little bit. The flaming hot turf of the Blue Devils. The blue flaming turf, the Blue Devils. Who, uh, who are your shoots? Who who struggled this weekend? Who's okay? He, here's who struggled and who's who's continuing to struggle. Are UConn Huskies? So my lock of the week was accurate. Syracuse took down UConn, um, but UConn moves to one and five, which is a position they have not been in for. I cannot remember a time when they were in having a record like that. So things are a bit dire for the Huskies at the moment. Our other shoot I'm looking at is our JMU Dukes. I, they're two and four on the season heading and into conference play, which is tough which for them without a conference. They don't have. So they're, they're one team that cannot afford a bad start because their only way into the tournament isn't at large. They they don't have the ability to pick it up when league play starts and and win two or three games in a weekend uh, in November and sneak in. So they are amazingly probably one or two losses from already eliminating themselves. That's right. And my other shoot would be Princeton. I mean, they went they with they they beat Delaware this weekend and dub, also another double overtime game, but they've moved to one and three on the season with a very tough schedule ahead of them. So I believe someone on this podcast said that at the end of you know in two weeks they would be four and two, and that person looks to be wrong. But um, so th- those but are my you know shoes. what you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I also think it's it's given us something to talk about, keeping us on the air. So let's talk about this, Kier. There are four undefeated teams left in the entire country. There are two in the ACC and two in the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa, Louisville, and Rutgers are 6-0. and Syracuse is 5-0. and Who will be the last undefeated team? I... I think it's going to be your Hawkeyes from the corn-fed state of Iowa. And I'm saying that mostly because of their really strong start about uh, against some um, formidable opponents in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, not the Cup, the Challenge. Um, they're, they're, I think you that know, carries them through. They're the odd team out in the Big Ten this weekend. They do not. They're, they, uh, they don't start league play till next weekend. They take on the mighty Vermont Catamounts, followed by Merrimack, both in the uh, cornfields of Iowa. So I think we would expect them to, at the very least, get to 8-0 before they begin league play at Michigan in a couple of weeks. Mm. And I think it goes, can go 
I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Can't go without saying. Is that right? Go, sure. Goes without saying. Um, but the top goal scorer in the country at the moment is Diane da, Dion. I'm not really sure. Van Olsen from Iowa. So she's their freshman forward, I think. She um, is crushing it. She's got a sweep on their corner that I think is serving them very well. And Efka Vendenuenhoff on Syracuse is also on the top five scorers in the country. She so, doesn't sound like she's from Iowa originally. No, I don't think so. I would imagine that she's quite far distant and maybe more tulip fields than cornfields. I, I, I think you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but the top goal scorers in so I would say it's goals per game leaders. We've got Iowa, Delaware, Cornell, Caroline Ramsey, who I was talking about with her drag flick, Sophia Gladio from Penn State, and F. Gavenda Neuenhoff from Syracuse. So also I mean, probably not from upstate New York. We're looking at some more tulip fields. Yeah. Um, but I think there's there's a, some kind of correlation between you have two really strong goal scorers in, on two of the teams that are still undefeated in the country. So then we've got, what, six teams that have yet to record their first win. We have Mary Mack, who takes on Iowa in a little David versus Goliath matchup this weekend. Wouldn't that be something? It would be something. Stonehill is still waiting on a win. Wagner is still waiting on a win. Two of the independent uh, teams making their way to Division One. Lindenwood and Queens uh, in North Carolina are waiting their first win. And then your Georgetown Hoyas are off to an 0-6 start as they begin Big East play this weekend. So who is the last – or who is the next of those six to get a win, and who's the last team? Will any of them go uh, uh, 0 for 23? I think there's I feel, some, I mean, I, I think feel like the two independents could. The two independents could. And the, the thing to note is from those six teams, five of them are are still getting used to division one play. All of them have come from division two or division three in the last, I think, like three years. So um I like to believe that Georgetown is the one on this list that will get their first Although, win. Although actually, 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 I am I am mistaken. On Friday. Linden won battles Queens. So oh, so one someone them, will have <laughs> someone's getting a win this Friday at five o'clock. So who's your prediction, Andrew, between Queens and Lindenwood? Well, I got Queens at home three to one. Okay. Okay. They've got the home, the home field advantage. They've got Queens University of Charlotte Lin- behind them. Lindenwood also visits Stonehill to wrap up the year. Okay. On October 29th. So, you know, there's process there's of elimination. There's opportunities. Well, and Lyndon Woods coming all the way from Missouri, I believe, to Charlotte. That so that's that a tough correct. that's a tough trip. And I would a wager we're taking a bus. What airline do you think they're flying? I, I think they're flying not. the Greyhound Express. There's no way they're busing, is there? I would how far is that drive? It's far. Let's Go to I'm the maps. Looking. I'm calling it up. Because I remember, I mean. I'll tell you this. Like, it's in St. Charles, Missouri. I mean, where? it's got to be 15 hours, right? No. But I mean, Charlotte, I feel like they're, <laughs> we're going to get back into latitudes. I feel like they're we on are. the same. <laughs> I feel like they're on the same latitude. All right, here we go. I got the answer. What's your guess? Eight hours. 
we were basically right in the middle. It's 11 and a half. Ooh, ooh, you can't. Do they have another game that weekend? Like, is it? Linden, oh, they are at Davidson, so it's a twofer. It's a twofer. We bu- See, I, Davidson. Can we confirmation? I'm saying they're bussing. I hope not. I don't know. What's the budget like at Lindenwood? It can't be big. But I mean, hey, they made the transition to Division One. They got to be prepared to make these big trips. They they have to be flying. I mean, they so I mean, they, they got to be flying Southwest or something. They, they're it's St. Louis basically. They got to um, be flying. Well, and I'm not gonna lie, Southwest is the best when you're traveling with a team. Especially bags fly free. Bags fly free, and it it does. It's a lot. It it helps a lot. That makes a big dent can, in the can old we, budget. Can we find out how I, I have it written down. Lindenwood, how are we traveling? We're yeah, going to find out. I'm going to find out because I really need to know. Now, let me ask you this. You said no earlier. Have we now spent more time talking about Lindenwood field hockey than anyone at Lindenwood has talked about Lindenwood field hockey? I will guarantee you that the coaches on the Lindenwood staff are talk. Are you talking about the the field? Anybody associated the, 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 with field hockey or no, like the, beyond the general population? Yes, the, yes, the, we, yes, we have. Which the is a assistant problem. director of city services for St. Charles, Missouri. Yes, we have absolutely, and what I think they the, deserve what about the, the attention. provost at Lindenwood? Absolutely, we have talked more about Lindenwood field hockey than the provost has. The provost is a busy person. So they have one player from Australia. They have two from Belgium, three from Belgium. Belgium is a factory for Lindenwood field hockey. So Lindenwood, when they were in Division Two, I mean they they were a player in the game. Like they they made their way onto the pole every once in a while, and they always had a couple Belgian and some Dutch players. Like they they had an international. You know they don't like, drink hot beverages in Belgium? I do not know that. I know yeah. they like waffles. Well, yeah. You know what they call Belgian like waffles in Belgium? Waffles. That's correct. Have you had a Belgian waffle? I have in Belgium. Who was with you when you had you that? You were. You were. <laughs> and right. Aunt Deb. And yeah. the very famous Mary. Yeah. What uh, speaking one. of speaking of a glorious trip, let's talk about some of our milestone wins this weekend. Oh, please do, Kier. Okay. Well, so getting their first wins of uh, as head coaches were Nina Klein at Quinnipiac University, who is a gem of a person, and the I Bobcats. think well, this will be the first of many because she's lovely. Um, also, getting their first win was Mike Palster at Long Island University, and getting their two hundredth win as head coaches. My personal Michael Jordan, Tracy Fuchs at Northwestern. I mean, she's the best. She's the best. And we only bring this up because you did get, I believe you got to shake Tracy Fuchs's hand in in Germany on foreign soil. Yeah, it was one of the best days of my life, yeah. (laughs) Great day. uh, Nina, it's her first, yeah, okay, it's her first one, okay. Yeah, sense. she was an assistant Re- coach at Quinnipiac for some promoted. time. Yep. Yeah, well, she was at Quinnipiac, went to Boston College, and now she's back at Quinnipiac after her mentor, um, Becca Main, retired last after last season. Okay. Yeah. 
Great stuff. Well, shall we look to... ahead? Oh, go ahead, please. Well, I was well, I had this thing written out that I didn't get to say. <laughs> which oh, now that I'm point. reading it, I feel like it's kind of stupid. Well, we it was a week. It was a weekend of lightning delays and postponed games. Well, that was all up and down all of college sports. That was not unique to field hockey. Not here in the Midwest. We were ready to roll. No, the East Coast, it was havoc. I know you don't do the football, havoc. but the football I, I games were, were chaotic this weekend. Well, it was the same for the field hockey. Lots of lots of delays and a lot of overtimes. We had a we had many overtimes this week. Uh, you know what was short those overtime? overtime games? You know, I think we both know. Two balls. Two balls. I think if we talk about it enough, they'll be talking about the NFHCA annual convention this year. Well, I think we'll be. We've already been asked to broadcast live from the convention. We have. Um, we're, we're considering a, it. We're considering hosting a panel, also. Absolutely. What's our panel on again, Andrew? It, to be determined. Right. Uh, conference play begins this weekend, Kirsten, for all the schools who are in a conference. So, James Madison, you know, not you. Um, and so the second half of the season, or at least the metaphorical second half, begins. Uh, most teams play on Friday, a handful of games on Saturday. Um, and then on Sunday, it's the Big Ten that's doing uh, double dips in league play this week. Most of the Sunday games are non-conference uh, this weekend. But what are you uh, looking to there, here? So Friday, your big, big game to watch is number four Cardinals versus number two University of North Carolina. Um, so starting off ACC play with a bang. With a bang. And I think this game is a big one in particular because over the course of the last nine seasons where the cards have been in the ACC, they are one of the few teams that has handed UNC their a few losses. So I think over the last nine seasons, UNC has had 26 losses and five of them were given doled out by the UFL cards. So um, I think that the Cardinals are going to give them a run for their money. And that game is at the Shelton Dome on Friday afternoon, correct? Uh, I believe so. If you're saying it, I'm going to assume it's correct. Yeah, I believe it is. Uh, my uh, other matchup. Oh, unless you have something to add. No, Kirsten, please. It's your show. <laughs> it's not. Um, my other matchup, and this is what I'm excited about, is your Virginia Commonwealth University Rams versus our Hawks from number 13, St. Joseph University, who I talk about every single episode. I don't know. I'm just kind of obsessed what with What are them. you going to do when St. Joe's plays Rutgers? I mean, I'm going to be talking about it. That's for sure. That's it'll be my game. Sure. It'll be my game to watch. Yeah, yeah. But that's a ten action, and St. Joe's is picked to win. But here's my lock of the week. Are you ready? I, I'm. I, yes. Here's this is my upset of the week. Is VCU's taking them down? I love it. I love. Well, it I, do, too. I, I don't love it, but I love it. I believe I every it. time VCU loses, an angel gets its wings. But that's just me. <laughs> And not just field hockey, just in general. I actually have no issue with them for field hockey. Um, just saying. Uh, other A-10 games, Richmond visits Davidson uh, under the lights Friday night. Ooh. It's quite a schedule. I mean, we get started as early as 11 a.m. on Friday uh, with Georgetown and Villanova opening up Big East play naturally in 
Towson, Maryland, and then we have some late starts at uh, a couple seven o'clock games. So it's it's all day Friday, Kirsten. Yeah, and unfortunately, some of us have to work. Although I'll tell you something, I went home last week. I I was feeling quite ill. Um, it, it hit me very fast. So I actually was able to watch some hockey in a daze. Like I didn't, I, I couldn't really grasp what was happening, but you know, through the fog, I kind of looked up and saw that things were happening. So I got to watch some hockey. Um, I don't know if I retained a lot of information, but I can't count on that happening again this week, but the Friday games do make it challenging to be a fan. Unless you well, have Fridays off. There's a whole heap of them. Yes, or and I got one. More. I got just, one more for you. you. Just put the game on the plus. I mean, yeah, I got one more for you. How about Rutgers? Your number ten, Rutgers. Thank God I, we brought them back up. Yeah, I know. Wait, they are on my list again. Versus your Nittany Lions of Penn State, who is uh, this week at number twelve. I mean, that's a big matchup in the Big Ten. It is. It's a really big matchup. Clash of the Titans. Any other uh, games as we open play? We have uh, two Patriot League games on Saturday. Uh, the two favorites in the league, BU, is at Holy Cross. And American is doing the old upstate New York two-step um, at Colgate Saturday morning and then at Cornell Sunday afternoon. Uh, trips to Hamilton, New York. I mean, you talk about God's country. It's Hamilton, New York. You know, having a Belgian waffle at the Hojo in Hamilton. The Hojo. You that's know, Col- where it's at. That's Col- living. Col- is the only place in the Patriot League I've never been. Really? We should change that. Because I will tell you, no, as I'm a gonna, fan, I'm if you don't have to stay you, overnight, no, it's not bad. I'm going to tell you I'm good with it. If I never make it to Colgate, I'll be okay. I think you're missing out, and I think you have to give it a chance because in the fall, leaves changing. It's beautiful country. There's a nice little microbrewery on the outskirts of town. That doesn't interest me at all. Do they have Diet Coke? <laughs> I think they're more of a Pepsi town. Then no, I, I just leaves changing. What 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 do I need for that? I can get a leaf and get a mark. Literally, people flock to New England and upstate New York to look at leaves. You say that doesn't interest you? It's a major no. tourist industry. That doesn't interest me at all. Well, I think you're in the minority here. I am not in the... No. Okay, okay. I'm going to do a little poll on Twitter for our five followers. I was going to say, I'm going to vote no. And I know my mother is going to be on my side of this. Well, that's fine. I'm not saying no one does it. I'm just saying a large swath of people like and appreciate... I'm going to say this. If it's good enough for Crystal Gebhardt, it's good enough for me. Well, here's another uh, a New England matchup that you weren't expecting to be on my list of games to watch on Saturday. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, yeah, guess. Well, no, on Saturday gives it up. There's only five games. Well, I still don't think you're going to get it. Well, you said New England. Mary Mack in Vermont. No, Amherst, number 10 on the Division oh, 3 poll versus your number 6 Tufts. What are they, the Mammoths? No, Jumbos. They're the Jumbos. There you, there you yeah. go. Um, no, I would not have gotten that. Well, and here's the thing. I think we need to not discount it. Top Conference in Division 3, the NESCAC, these two always come out. Like, it, it, there's rivalry here. So, a great game. Um, so that's your Saturday game to watch. 
And then Sunday, we've got the UMasses. Which UMasses is that? Is that Lowell the, and, and regular? Yes. So that's what I came up with. That's a massive matchup. Uh, it, I think that's what they're calling it, the massive matchup. You know, we forgot to do the nail-biter of the week. Oh, we did? Well, we can yeah, come we, back. From, or we well, can do it. Ne- we'll do it next week. No, you know, my nail-biter of the week, we already talked about Albany Cornell. So we're moving on. Yeah. And then here you go. Here you go. Okay, so that's my Sunday game. But here, Maryland, the Maryland Terrapins are piloting the Monday-Thursday schedule. They and are. They, they are. On, on Thursday. They got Princeton on Thursday. Okay. And then on Monday, they've got, they're playing number six UVA. So that's your Monday game to watch because for some reason we're doing that. What do they have home football? Like what, what is that about? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. So but here's the playing, thing I'll probably oh, watch. So they're not playing league game this weekend. So it's Iowa, it's them and Iowa not playing Big Ten this ah, weekend. And so to circumvent that, we decided to go Thursday, Monday. And, and do three games in the first weekend. What's going on? What is going on? I think it's the strangest schedule of the year. Do we give an award for that? Should we send them a trophy? <laughs> I would you love can, to we, You that. can get a custom-made trophy for like $10. What would be on your, like, what's the top? Weirdest like the schedule, weirdest of, schedule the of the year. Yeah, but like. You have like a scroll, a scroll. <laughs> weirdest it is the weirdest schedule of the year i don't understand um but few understand the genius it is coach mahar uh well also we didn't talk about the wednesday game to watch which i just finished watching your scoop here was number two johns hopkins university takes down your number four salisbury seagulls and that was a thriller right in a shootout thriller and i will say well hang on hang on hang on hang on a literal shootout yes a literal Wait, oh, okay. like penalty shootout at the end, double overtime penalty okay, shootout. Okay, sometimes shootout means like a crazy game. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, but as I was preparing for this episode, I was watching it, and then people in this house had to hear me exclaiming, like, oh, my God, because they missed some, like, open goals. Man, that that thick so wait, wait, really wait, throws wait, wait. things what, off. What did you say when they missed the goal? Did oh, they, your mic my. cut out. Oh, my. Okay, thank you. I didn't hear it. Goodness. Um, yeah. So so there you go. We, we've got games to watch like almost every single day this week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Thanks to Division Three and Maryland. Thank you. And, and that I, I love it because who doesn't want to watch field hockey every, you know, every day of the week? Certainly <laughs> some of the people who want to go look at leaves changing colors and that's true. Well, you can Hamilton, save that for, New York. You can save that for Tuesday. Um, and I think we also cannot go remiss. We can't go through this episode without having a corrections corner. Yeah, that was from Major League Two. Not Thank Major you. League. Thank you. I, I, I'm. Don't question my knowledge of Major League Two. I know. I was wrong, and I apologize. Thank you. You were right. I was wrong. Thank you. And the thing is, Kirsten, that's not the first time that's happened that you've been right and I was wrong. That's true. Let us not forget that. There was an incident. In, in the infamous incident. In my defense, so that was like 15 years ago. I think we can move on at this point. I don't think we can move on. <laughs> that was like 2009. I know. Oh, my God. 15 years ago. Anyway, so that's what yeah. I got for you. 
time to move on. That's all I got for you. So that was great. Love it. What well, should we play the song again on the way out? I think we should. I would let's start it. Get it going. Okay. Well, Our, I will in a minute. Okay. I was like hoping it was fading in as we were talking. No, that's not how this works. It's it's <laughs> it's it's all magical. <laughs> All right, so we will do this again next week. We'll see you next week. In two weeks, I may have to record from uh, Jolly Old England. This location? Jolly Old England. Ooh. I cannot wait. Pitch session goes global. Pitch Pitch session went global global weeks ago. (laughs) I know. I know. Did we talk about all of our international listeners? Shout out to Chi Chi Chi, Germany, with Australia. a little Chi 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 flavor in Germany. We got we got some Aussies listening. Uh, Austria. Mm. We had some Poland last week. I don't know who that we was. We did. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. So thanks to all of the international listeners. Yeah, we're we're like uh, we're like Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, yeah. All right. Mr. 305. All right. Bye, Kirsten. Bye, Andrew.